Why, hello, and thank you for choosing the Vegan Luna podcast. If you came here to listen to influencers, business owners, people that are really making a change in this world and really creating some amazing ideas and amazing inventions, then you came to the right show. This show showcases some of the top people in the world that are making an impact, whether it's the environment, whether it's for health, or whether it's for the animals. This podcast is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Perium, for providing some of the best organic superfoods that you could find on the market, as well as Vegan Nation, who is the first ever company to create a cruelty-free currency. Hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna podcast. I am sitting here with an incredible individual. She's in uh, Canada and she is fighting for uh, so many people out there that are looking for love. This is going to be a very interesting uh, podcast, very unique. We haven't quite talked about this topic um, at all. So we're going to be really focused on love and finding potentially your future lover. All right. So her name is Karen and she is the vegan matchmaker, um, also known as Vegan Cupid, and the creator of the findveglovewebsite.com, uh, where you can find love and you can go and find her new masterclass, which looks amazing. Um, if you're looking for love, you definitely got to try that. So with that um, introduction, um, I would like to ask you what I call the quick vegan questions. All right. So ideally, they're supposed to be relatively quick, but if it's a really you know strong topic and you really want to add some more, by all means, go ahead. All right, are you ready for that? Sounds good. All right, excellent. So question number one, what do you think it would take to get to a vegan world? What is that going to take? What are some things that need to happen? Well, I mean, it's pretty amazing now what's happening in 2020 um, and what just happened in 2019 with the explosion of Beyond Meat. I mean, I have never thought that I would that I would live to see where we're at now. And I just think that if more and more companies um, explode like them, like there will be so many more vegans and it's like an amazing time to be vegan and to be able to see this because I've been vegan for 15 years. And let me tell you, 15 years ago, it was very, very difficult to be vegan. Um, so I definitely see like so much, um, so much things like, you know, that will continue uh, moving towards that direction. Awesome. So besides vegan burgers, you think there's anything else that's going to take to get a vegan world? Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good step. <laughs> that's a good step. Yeah, well, unfortunately, with things like climate change um, and the recent fires in Australia, um, I think it's opening up the eyes of more people and, you know, it will take more devastation, unfortunately, for people to really realize what's, what's happening with the planet. Yeah, it's crazy how we respond to tragedy, you know, and I even think about my own, in my own life. I mean, part of why I am vegan and part of why I am who I am today now is because of a tragic, you know, a tragedy that happened in my life, you know, and I think that that, that kind of shapes us and changes us, you know, sometimes for the good, sometimes not for good. Right. So it just depends. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you. So question number two, why do you think it happens in the news? It's so important in the news, not all the time, but you see that the report of a, uh, a baby that had died because of a vegan diet, like what the heck is up with that? <laughs> That's total nonsense is what it is. 
Uh, I, yeah, I do not know what is up with that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy one. <laughs> like of all the dying children in the world, like why this <laughs> one random one is in the news for supposedly yeah. a poor Someone had, I think it's, yeah, I think it's because they have it out for vegans and they just want to give us a bad name. <laughs> just looking for anything to prove yeah. it wrong. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, question number three, mock meats or not mock meats? Since you mentioned the Beyond Burger. Beyond Burger. Oh, yeah. For you, well, for you personally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but, in, but in moderation, not every day, but a couple times a week. It's fine. I love them. My favorite is actually Gardein. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of people, it's, it's so weird when I was watching something yesterday, I think, where people were like, I don't understand why would you make you know, I think it was something about Veganuary and it was on the, the news and they were like, I don't know why they had like a KFC vegan chicken, right? And they were like, I don't understand why um, vegans would want to eat this or why people would want to eat this if they're not trying to eat meat. You know, why not just eat the real thing? It's like the disconnect is still so real, you know, to yeah, why do we well, eat that? And for me, it's like I ate burgers like three, four, five times a week before I was vegan. Like now that I am vegan, like I still want to eat that much. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, so it's just, I don't really want to change my diet. I didn't want to change. I didn't want to change how I eat it. You know what I mean? I wanted to stay the same, you know, uh, and eat the same thing. So now I just eat the same things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the time. Right? For me, Except for, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's not, I didn't stop eating meat because I didn't like the taste of it. It's, it was because of the animals, right? But with that being said, though, I do, I am grossed out, though, with like, I can't remember which one it is, if it's the Beyond Meat or whatever that, like bleeds when you cook it like that that's too far for me that goes <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah that one's interesting right all right cool so uh number three or n- number four what is the biggest myth about veganism to you what do you think the biggest myth is that's still out there that needs to be busted um that just because you're vegan means you're healthy yeah. because you can also be overweight and be vegan so yes, a lot of people lose weight when they go vegan, but if you're just eating like processed stuff and lots of junk, which is like, you know, which is vegan, well, you're not going to be healthy. So. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's like, it's like, it's weird when like, like a vegan is sick or whatever, you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, that, you know, that's because you're vegan. It's just like, so it's so silly, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. I agree. All right, so uh, question number five. Why wouldn't a vegan want to date a meat eater? Why not? <laughs> that, that, is, that is a very, very uh, hot question that I actually recently posed in the Fine Veg Love Facebook group that I run, and the answers were all over the place. It's like a common discussion, and it just, just like anything else, there's just so many levels of veganism, right? It's a huge spectrum. And there's people have different reasons for being vegan. And for them, if it's, it really, yeah, it, it's a, that's like a huge, huge discussion. <laughs> and I, I think that as, as a vegan, you can date a meat eater, but it requires that meat eater to be like super, super, understanding and respectful and like it requires a certain kind of person it is not everyone that it will work out with i i do know some vegans who have been married to meat eaters for a very long time and it works for them but again it makes it way way harder 
there, there's no question about it. So I never, I, I never like to say that like things are impossible because, you know, I'm very optimistic and, and I know that it works for some people, but for a lot of people, it just does not work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I, I didn't know if I would ever find um, love when I went vegan. And I was like, Oh, great, I'll never find someone because like, I was already like, you know, a certain amount of pickiness, you know what I mean? And then just adding vegan to the mix was just like, great, game over for me, you know, I just stopped trying and stopped looking, you know, but it was funny how it happened, because I found, I found love, you know, with someone, you know, that wasn't vegan, but they were open minded. And they were willing to try and they did try the things. And I mean, the first time I ever talked about why vegan and explained it, you know what I mean? Like they were, we weren't together yet, but they were eating chicken. You know what I mean? And we're just talking about it um, at, at a meal. And that was the last time she ate chicken, you know, after, <laughs> after what I said to that, you know? And um, I mean, now she's, she's full on vegan and now she's cooking and she's making recipes and, um, you know, she's doing her, her thing you know yeah, um, and that's and awesome so, and it's so cool to see you know and like you can see the health and the happiness and you know it's just like you know whatever happens I just feel like I did a good thing and I did the right thing you know so I think it feels good but I understand your your how you say it can happen but what are some of the reasons what are people saying like why oh why well, couldn't date a meat eater because this it's like what are some reasons what are people saying oh <laughs> They say things just like the biggest thing is um, having meat in your house, right? So they say that they could not live with someone and have meat in the house, smell it being cooked, um, or even kiss someone who just ate meat because like it smells, it smells. And, um, or they say that they couldn't have sex with a meat eater because, uh, because it's like having a sex with a corpse, <laughs> like all kinds of <laughs> crazy, crazy things. And, you know, I'm really of the opinion of like, to not be judgmental and just like realize like we weren't all born vegan, right? At one point we ate meat too. So again, it's, I, I've seen it both sides and I, you know, I, I'm not judgmental whatsoever. I'm all about being open-minded and really what it comes down to is respect. And, you know, I hear horror stories of vegans going on dates with meat eaters and their dates like basically make fun of them the whole time for being vegan. Or they ask them a million questions like, where to get your protein? Are you like low in this or that? Or like, what do you eat? And it just like food is just such a huge part of our daily life. Like we eat every single day. And when you don't have that in common with someone, it makes it so difficult. So yes, if you're vegan, being with a vegan, you're staying, you're starting on the same level playing field. It's going to make it that much easier because relationships are very, very complicated. So when you start off with having the same moral values and ethics, it really helps. And again, yeah. so it can be vegan and they can be wrong for you. So just because they're vegan, it doesn't mean that they're right. So I always, always tell my clients that that's a super important distinction. Like they have to be vegan, but they also have to match up on all your other things that are important to you. I would also imagine that potentially um, a, a vegan couple or a vegan relationship could be even stronger um, than, a, than a typical one because of, because of that, that special bond that you share. Like, what do you think about that? You think that's, that's true? Yes. Yes. It's, you feel more connected to someone who has the same moral values as you when it comes to veganism, because 
being vegan, we all go through different stages and you can feel really alone. And especially if like you're no one in your family is vegan and you feel like an outsider and they just don't get it. Like to have a vegan partner, it just makes it so much easier, like the day to day stuff. And, and it's not just about what you eat, right? It's also like the activities you do. So I have like some clients that told me that, you know, their date wanted to take them to the zoo because they like animals so much. <laughs> I like that's a disconnect right there, right? Like, yeah, I love animals, but I don't want to go to a Let's zoo. Let's go to SeaWorld. <laughs> I love, I love, I love animals. <laughs> right? It, someone yeah. who's not vegan, like most non-vegans, they just don't get it. So yeah, it has to do with the dates or like, you know, I've had clients where they've gone on a date with a meat eater and they've picked like a steakhouse to go to on a date. And it's just like, what? Like, what am I going to eat at a steakhouse? Like, you have a baked potato. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So again, it's like, I I just find that when you're vegan and you're with, you go on on dates with other vegans, it just makes it, makes the date so much more enjoyable because that's like not even like on the table for discussion. Like you're both vegan and that's that. And you can go check out like that awesome vegan restaurant, you know, do fun stuff, like go to farm sanctuaries together. It's like, good luck bringing someone who's not vegan to a farm sanctuary. Like they're going to think you're crazy. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Thank you so much for the vegan questions, by the way, you did great. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm Karen, as you know, also known as vegan Cupid and my background is in event planning. I have uh, over 15 years of event planning experience and I moved to California a very, very long time ago. And I, it was during like the crash, there was no jobs whatsoever. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start my own business. And it's never something I, I ever thought that I would do. But I did it. And I took a, a three month small business program. It was all for women. It was amazing. And I, I wanted to I wanted to do events. And then when I was going through the program, I realized that I wanted to combine my passion for veganism and event planning together. So I decided that I would produce vegan events. And I was in California, so like no better place to do that. So over the years, I experimented and I produced events that had never been done before, like vegan events. I did a vegan fashion show. I did um, a vegan Iron Chef competition for three years. I produced uh, a, a, an event called Berkeley Vegan Earth Day for five years. So I worked on a lot of like really, really cool stuff, which was amazing. Um, and then while I was there, I kind of started uh, the Veg Speed Date events uh, just for fun on the side of it, really. I had friends that said they couldn't find any vegan men. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find them for you. I had never done a speed dating event in my life. I was married at the time. <laughs> and um, so I just kind of did it. And then it kind of started started like that. And then I moved back to Canada uh, about uh, four years ago. And then that's when I started doing the speed dating, speed dating events all over U.S. and Canada. And so, yeah, I've been in the vegan event scene for a very, very long time. Uh, and uh, I love dogs. <laughs> I've rescued four dogs. Uh, so dogs are a big part of my life. And uh, yeah, I enjoy working out, um, eating vegan food and cooking vegan food. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
That's awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, why did you decide to go vegan 15 years ago? Man, that must have been such a different time, such a different, I mean, it's so different than in, than today. And especially the options, like we were talking about, you know, the Beyond Meat burgers and all the, all the things that are available uh, for someone to eat. You know, I can only imagine it was much harder than like, what made you make the connection back then? Uh, that many people, so many people are making today. Yeah. So for me growing up, I always like, I have this memory of when I was really young watching this movie and I can't remember what it's called now, but they were roasting a pig and it traumatized me, like literally traumatized me to the point where like I didn't eat meat for like two weeks. And that was like my oldest memory that I, that I remember of like being like, whoa, like this is just wrong. And I always kind of like was interested in eating more vegetarian food. And I was living in Montreal at the time. Some, co uh, some co-workers told me about a vegan restaurant that was just down the street uh, from McGill University. And I tried it out and I loved it. I was like, holy shit. Like, I was like, I felt amazing. And I, I never had that feeling before of like eating a huge meal and feeling really good. And so I told my husband about it at the time and I kind of like planted a seed that way, I think. Uh, but really what did it was he took a, he was in law school and he took a class and in the, it was uh, animals on the law or something like that. And the professor was actually vegan and she was talking about factory farms. And so that was like, he started doing research like first first class about it and that's what was was really like the huge eye opener for us and so we had no idea about factory farming at all and then the more like we read about it and found out about it we just said like this is this is crazy we want no part in it and literally like a week after we found out about it we we went vegan i went well i went vegetarian because I loved cheese just like everybody else. Uh, so cheese was the hardest thing for me, but I, I gave it up after a month. And uh, um, yeah, and then really, so for me, it was just all about the animals. Um, and I obviously it's hard when you first go vegan, you have to learn how to cook all over again. I only knew one vegan at the time, but then my vegan circle expanded and expanded and there was a, a group of us in Montreal, all vegans, and we would get together and have potlucks every week, and like we had a blast. So that really helped me at the beginning stages, is having that set, that great um, network. Yeah, I, I mean that's an amazing story, and that's so that's so cool that you had an opportunity to make a connection when you were that young. I think a lot of people uh, nowadays, you know, when they go vegan, one of their biggest regrets is that they go sooner. Uh, they wish they knew some of this information. And I personally have been thinking a lot about that myself in my style of activism. When I say, how do I connect to people and who's, who's the best person to connect to? And I think about uh, the younger generation and I think about how, how they're being taught, you know, exactly the same as the previous generation and the previous generation on what to eat. And so I, I sometimes question, what's the best way to, to connect with them? And one of the ways that I found that's, that's working pretty well right now is through an app called TikTok, um, which is totally the opposite of LinkedIn, which is where we met. Um, it's, it's on the opposite spectrum, you know what I mean, of the, of the social platforms. Um, but it's interesting because there's a younger generation there, you know, so seeing, seeing the way that you, you can 
the, the different style of activism, you know, you communicate through song and dance and video, you know what I mean? And if you could communicate that message to them, you know, they'd have a better chance of, of receiving that message and doing some more research just like you did, you know? So I think that that is, uh, that's super cool that a lot of people don't get that opportunity uh, to, to see those sort of things. I mean, most of us, most of us, like imagine how long you would have gone you know, in your life, you know, just going along the way that you were, you know, if you didn't yep. see that, you know? Um, so yeah, that's great. Uh, <clears throat> so the next thing that I really want to know, um, that I was really interested in, um, is what are you doing now to be active for the animals? Like now that you, now that you kind of maybe found your passion and you, you found the event planning and you, you decided to, um, take things to the next level. What are some of the things that you're working on? Yeah, well, I've, I've been working on it for quite some time because, like I said, with my with my events, they were all vegan, and the goal was really to bring more awareness to veganism um, through my events. So I was able to successfully do that for many, many years, which was an amazing feeling, and that was really my form of activism was just and and also giving um, you know something to to other vegans who couldn't otherwise like enjoy it right so there weren't that like back then there weren't that many vegan events as there are today like now they're like all over the place but back then there weren't there weren't that many so it was just about like being able to go to an event and have all the vegan food and have everything there be vegan like that was amazing and you felt connected and and you met people right and then the speed dating events uh that that i talked to you about before literally they just started by my vegan friend saying she couldn't find a vegan man. And so I literally did it just for the fun of it uh, on the side, you know, while I was working on these big, huge events. And uh, it just, they really took off. And, and again, that was creating a platform for singles, veg singles, to be in a room full of other vegetarians and vegans with all the same common goal. And that just like, it's so powerful to be able to experience something like that because, you know, unfortunately it's not a vegan world yet. <laughs> We're working towards that, but that just like, it makes you feel more normal. It, you go like you went in there, you weren't judged because of your lifestyle choices. And so that was super, super powerful. And I, I'm so grateful that I was able to provide the, that platform for as long as I did. Yeah, so you, there's two things I want to comment on. One first is the so, the so, the social aspect that you were talking about veganism um, before and how how that really helped you. And I think that that's a very very important topic. Uh, anyone that's either listening right now or anyone that's watching um, that is maybe thinking about doing this or maybe has just started, something to really really consider is is getting a network and getting a group of friends and you know finding people online and, and finding you know other people with similar um, you know, beliefs and passions so that you can, you can lean on them, you know, in the times of need, you know, and learn from them, you know, in the times when they're sharing, you know, things to learn. And then uh, the second thing I want to say is, is, so what are you doing now within that, that um, within your business, you know, within the, the um, uh, find veg love? So how's that going? Yeah. So I, I retired from doing the veg speed date events in December, 2019, and you know that that's a whole other long story but uh but now i'm doing full-time matchmaking and 
And I do that because there is such a need for it, right? Like we talked about a lot of vegans, they just, they cannot, uh, they just don't see themselves dating someone who's a meat eater. And so I provide this, the service to them. And, um, and I also do coaching. um, And I also do courses. So I'm actually going to be launching my first course very, very soon. So I, I'm just so fortunate to be able to work with people one-on-one and really help them transform and, and help them find that vegan partner. Why do you think it's hard for, for people to find love? Like, why, why is that a challenge? Yeah, well, first of all, and to go back to what you said about, um, you know, people out there who are just maybe going vegan now, like that support network is super, super huge. Because I still talk to people in like California that tell me that they can't, they don't even have any vegan friends. I'm just like blown away because California's like, it's so full of vegans, right? <laughs> but, but it's true. So a lot of people um, who are busy professionals and they don't go out to bars and they don't, you know, they go out, but it's, it's hard to meet other people like vegan or not vegan. So on top of that, when you're looking for someone vegan, it's even harder, right? So, and then being single, it's a lot of people think that they're single for a certain reason, but it's actually not the reason that they think. And this is really something that I've discovered while working one-on-one with my clients. And oftentimes what happens is that people put up walls and they are blocking their own love lives. So they do that because of something that happened in the past that they can't let go of, or they have a certain judgment about something or they don't feel worthy. So I, I'm like super, super passionate about helping people because, you know, I was, I was married for 15 years. I left him and, um, you know, that was like going through a divorce was very, very difficult, but I still remain like super optimistic and positive. And, and I knew that I would find love again and I, I didn't give up hope. And I really like sharing my journey with people um, to be able to help them because, you know, if you're single and you want to be single, that's, that's totally fine, right? There's a right time and place to be in a relationship. Perhaps you're focusing on your career or you were in a long-term relationship and you just want alone time for a long time and that's fine. But I really, you know, I really love helping people that, um, you know, they, they know that they want, that they want a partner. They want to share life with a vegan partner and they are ready and they are motivated. And I just love being able to help people get there. Yeah. It must be such a gratifying feeling um, when you accomplish your goal, you know, you set out to, to find, you know, match someone up and, and maybe you match them up and, and then you ask how things are going and, you know, they're, they're dating and they're seeing each other and they're, they're, they're having a good time. And, and I imagine you stay connected at, through, through, throughout the, throughout the process, right? Like as like, oh, yeah. let's say, let's say they match and, and they're, they're dating and you stay connected throughout that process. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I have, I only take on 10 active clients at a time. And that is because I want to make sure that I have enough time and energy to dedicate to all of my clients. And yes, yeah, so that allows me to stay super connected with my clients at all times. And, uh, just literally like just the other day, um, I got some amazing news from one of my clients that I, I can't share right now, <laughs> but it was amazing news. Like I was floored. 
he like basically said that, you know, he had a certain ideal woman in mind and I literally gave him that like to the T and it was just like, it made me realize like, holy shit, like I really am good. <laughs> like when that kind of stuff happens, it's, it's so magical. Um, I have two other clients that were single for many, many years. And then literally after a few months of working with me, they found love. And so sometimes like it's not rocket science, but it just takes being able to let go and being coachable and being able to look at things in a new perspective. And that's actually why I just started, I decided to start launching uh, dating courses because I was working one-on-one with my clients and it just made me realize like relationships are really, really hard, especially as a vegan. So I, I put together a course, uh, it's called Ready for Love. And it's basically helping people like along every step of the way to get to a super amazing place where they feel confident and powerful and happy and ready to enter in a relationship. So I decided that all my matchmaking clients would go through the course um, before I start matching them up so that they can be like super successful. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And so what do you, what do you find some things that like, what are some identifiers that you say like this, this is a good match, you know, like how do you, how do you differentiate between like compatibility? Like what are some factors for compatibility? Yeah. So when, when someone becomes a client, uh, we have a video session because obviously I, I work with clients all over us and Canada. So I unfortunately can't get to meet all my clients in person, but so we have a video chat. I really get to know them. I ask them a lot of deep, deep questions. And then I ask them, like, and we talk about who it is that they're looking for in an ideal partner. And then I start creating like a roadmap of, of who their ideal partner is. And then they go through the course. And while they're going through the course, I'm like working behind the scenes to find them someone. And so basically what I look for is I have my database, right? Which is totally free to get into, by the way. Um, so you get in my database and then I start looking through my database of what profiles I have and and it's the database I have was actually designed for matchmakers, which is really, really cool. So, um, so I press it, a button. So it was designed for what? Sitting? For matchmakers. Yeah. So I have a profile. I click, I click a button and then the, um, the program, the database automatically generates certain matches that they think are compatible with, with the person. But of course, like for, for me, it's way more than just what the computer says, right? It's, so it's just, it's just a start because, you know, it's a huge database. So it would take forever to have to go through each profile at a time. So anyway, so I, I go through that process. I look at a profile and then if I think that the person sounds interesting, I send them a, a message and I say, Hey, I have a client. Here's a description. Like, what do you think? Um, and then if they say yes, they're interested, I schedule a time with them to do a video chat. And again, video chat's super important for me because I want to see their body language. I want to see like, you know, how they react. So I spend a lot of time getting to know them. And again, I ask them really, really deep personal questions and I tell them all about my client. And then I really rely on my intuition, which is like usually really bang on. And so at the end of the call of the video call, if I think the person is a good fit, like the person really has to truly be a good fit and I have a really good feeling about it, then I, I tell my client about them and I say, hey, I have this amazing person. Like, what do you think? And then we talk about it. That's kind of how it works. 
Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, I mean, you could, like, it's it's interesting to hear, like, you know, the, the process and how it goes out. I mean, you, you just imagine, like, how that could be definitely effective, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it's even better. Like, sometimes we don't know what we want 100%, you know what I mean? And sometimes it takes, obviously, an outsider's perspective, you know, yes. um, to, like, kind of say, you know, I think these these are the reasons why my matchup. What are some, like, specific things? You're like, you know what, if I see, you know, this person likes this, you know that that's going to go well together. What are a couple of things that you're like, oh, these are these are some nice um, compatibility features um, uh, that I notice? Yeah. So, for example, one of my clients, he uh, he's an entrepreneur and he um, he's able to work from anywhere. So he was really looking for a partner who was also in the same kind of career because it means that you have more flexibility with your schedule and it means that you can take time off pretty much whenever you want or work from anywhere. So I really look at the lifestyle um, as like a really good, really good base. And then of course, because like everyone has like their physical things of what they're looking for in a partner, right? But um, I actually, I didn't mention this before, but I actually don't even show pictures. So when I'm introducing people, I do not show pictures. Interesting. I, yeah. And, and people really, really like that approach because you can't get that anywhere else, right? When yes, you're going on, when you're, when you're dating online, you see the, the person's picture and oftentimes people are so quick to judge a book by its cover. So I, I don't show pictures. So people are getting to know each other the old fashioned way by talking on the phone or going straight to a date. And yeah. so you can't like Google the person. You can't like, you know, scope them all out on the internet. <laughs> like, so it's, it's a totally different um, approach. But yeah, I look at lifestyle. I look at, um, you know, the big thing is like whether or not they want kids, right? And so that's why matchmaking is such a cool, totally different alternative to anything else because I'm essentially like weeding out the bad apples for you. <laughs> and you're only going, like my clients are only going on dates with people who are truly compatible to them. And oftentimes it's people that I, I'm introducing my clients to people that they would otherwise never meet. Like I would say like three quarters of my clients, they don't do, they don't do online dating and it's because they have high profile um, jobs and they don't want their information to be on, on a dating website. Right. So you really do get to be connected with people that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, and yeah, and people like, just having an outsider um, match you with someone is, is huge. Like I have a couple of women clients who say that they always pick the worst men. So they didn't want to keep doing that. So they wanted somebody else to pick the men for them. Imagine, imagine if that's the way the world worked, like somebody else could choose your match. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I mean that's the way it is in some cultures, right? Yes. I, I was yeah. just going to say that Indian cultures and Jewish cultures. I mean, matchmaking is huge. That that's just a part of their um, of their culture, and so for that reason, um, I have a couple of Indian clients, and I have a couple of Jewish clients as well, and um, so yeah, it's it's very interesting. So on the flip side, what are some things that you see that like, hey, that's definitely they're not going to be compatible. Like, no way. What are some things that you see? Oh yeah, I mean the the most obvious thing is um, you know I have I have a client who's extremely extroverted. Um, he's been salsa dancing for 10 years and very outgoing and he's like a hardcore vegan 
And um, I was actually interviewing someone for him um, as a potential match. And I did the video chat, of course. And the person was like super quiet, really reserved. I was like, uh-uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. What are some other things that you see there? Like, they're not going to be compatible. Um, sometimes it's also, you're going to find this interesting, but it's also the vegan versus vegetarian thing. So there are some vegans who will not even consider a vegetarian. Um, again, like I, I tell everyone to be as open-minded as they can because the pool of veg singles is so small. So why would you want to close even more doors, right? And vegetarian is, is not that far from vegan. And I'm sure that if, you know, someone was vegetarian and, and with a date with a vegan, that they would be more inclined and they would have like that extra reason to want to go vegan. So why not like consider that, right? Yeah, sometimes vegetarians, they, they think they're doing the right thing and they just never learned in you know, yeah. that, that, that dairy or eggs does harm animals. Um, exactly. Or sometimes they just, yeah, there, there might be some sort of disconnect somewhere or they just never yeah. thought about it. Or, yeah. you know, like even my cousin's been vegan, vegetarian. Well, he was vegan at birth because his dad was vegan. But then like he went vegetarian, but then most of, most of the time he just, you know, just did it just because like, it wasn't like, it wasn't too much ingrained into like yeah. I'm doing this for a reason. It was just, I just always done it this way. Um, so I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot of that too. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is there anything that maybe you really, really, um, want to add that you didn't add already, or maybe there's something that you really want to reiterate that's just so important, like maybe one big thing. Yeah, I would just say that, you know, if you're single and you're vegan and you know that being with a vegan partner is something that's super important to you, don't compromise by going on dates with meat eaters because anytime you compromise, you will never be happy no matter how hard you try. And unfortunately, I've heard this from many, many people that they tell me they feel like they have no choice because they can't find any vegan singles. And so that's like another reason why I am just so dedicated to the work that I do, because I don't see it as impossible. Yes, it's harder, but it's not impossible. And so I try to do whatever I can to encourage people, don't compromise, you won't be happy you know, get out there, join more like vegan Facebook groups, uh, join my free database. Um, like there's a number of different options. So just like do not compromise. Uh, but really that, that database, it's you sign up, you fill out a profile. It's for my eyes only. Nobody else sees it. And that is used for me to, potential ma to potentially match you with my clients. So you have a chance, right? It's a small chance because it's a big database and there's lots of people and I only take on a small number of clients at once. But hey, it's a chance and it has worked and I have matched up my clients with people from my database, right? So if, you know, if you're looking for help and you, you know that you know, you're ready at, to find a veg partner and you want my help, you know, reach out to me and let's talk and let's see if you're a good potential fit for my program. Yeah, that's awesome. So where are places that people could find you um, if they're looking um, maybe for you or for information about uh, uh, about what you're doing? Where yeah, are the best so places? 
So I put out a lot of free content out there. Okay. So I do live videos quite often. I do lots of blog articles. So you can go to my website, findvegelove.com. All the information is there. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, and you can also sign up for my free masterclass, which is basically uh, 40 minutes um, class. Again, free content. I try to do as much free content as I can. Um, so that one is findvegelove.com forward slash masterclass. All right. Awesome. And then um, as usual, I'll put all the links um, somewhere up here on the YouTube um, as you guys are going by and in the description. Um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I really, um, I'm really rooting for you um, and all your success. I mean, I know that uh, finding love is, is very important uh, for everyone and, and especially, you know, uh, for vegans because it's a little bit more challenging and it's a, a little bit more critical uh, for most of us. And so I know that that's important. And I'm also with you on that journey. Um, as we've spoke before, I'm also in the process of developing my own um, way to find uh, for people to find uh, vegan love. And I've talked a little bit about that, uh, but I'll be sharing uh, more information on my new um, vegan dating app as well. Um, so we're on the we're on the on the same journey, you know, is the way that I look at it. You know, of, of bringing people um, to find love. And to be honest, like I obviously there are there are they're more effective ways that everyone could do everything. Uh, but it's kind of like, I look at it like activism, so to speak, you know what I mean? Like some people think, Oh, if I'm not out there protesting, then I'm not being, I'm not being active enough. You know what I mean? Or, Oh, if I'm not um, doing this and this, not, it's not, I'm not doing enough. You know what I mean? But the fact is, even if you're just wear a vegan shirt, you know what I mean? Or you just have a sticker yeah. in your car, like that's something, you know, that's doing something and that's, that's pushing in the right direction. And I look at this as no different, you know what I mean? For, I mean, I hope there's more people that, that do what you're doing because it's something that's needed, you know what I mean? And you can only do so much. You're only one person. Exactly. Uh, so, so I think that that's great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for everyone to get a chance to listen to this and I'll be talking to you soon. Awesome. Take care. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you guys share this with anyone that you think will find this interesting. And also make sure that you guys subscribe because I can see a lot of you guys are listening, but you aren't subscribed. So please subscribe. And also don't forget to go to my website where you can leave comments and see more content at veganluna.com.